Hello again, everyone, and welcome back for our 80s version of the ESCC. That would be, of course, the E-Style Classic Countdown. I am, that said, E-Style, and we are here for you this time around with This Week in 82. Uh, we're still here on location in Springfield, Illinois, uh, the state capital here. Uh, had a great time with some friends. I uh, <laughs> got to have, without a doubt, the biggest pancakes I ever had in my life. <laughs> and in my case, that's saying something. Uh, these suckers were huge. And, um, uh, yeah, there's a restaurant my friends took me to, uh, called, um, uh, uh, funnily enough, called, um, uh, Charlie Parker's restaurant. You would think that it'd be, um, about the um, legendary jazz artist, because that's what I thought. That's what, you know, when you think of the name Charlie Parker, that's what you hear. But not the case uh, this time around. Um, Charlie Parker, according to my friends, is the uh, owner, was the initial, original owner of... Uh, the restaurant and he um um i doubt he'd call it charlie parker's after himself but you never know you never know um he um was the first owner of it i i didn't get the entire history of uh the the, the restaurant but it's a springfield illinois institution uh from what i gather and it, and it must be because you'd be surprised. There were literally hundreds, hundreds of people. And it's not the biggest restaurant on earth, but it holds quite a crowd. I know because we were there and uh, it, it was a great time. And my thanks goes out to my friends for taking me there. It, it was uh, pretty cool. But the funny thing if it's not related to the musician Charlie Parker, there sure is a lot of uh, music memorabilia in the place. I think I saw a gold award. Uh, they, they had a jukebox. They had records uh, taped onto the wall or glued on the wall, whichever. And, um, you know, it was pretty cool to see. If it, if, even if it isn't about... Um, the musician Charlie Parker, which is okay. Um, still is a great time. And plus, I don't get to see these friends of mine all the time because we're in like different cities. So when I do see him, it's special. It's very, very special. Uh, all right. We got that going. Uh, uh, as we um, speak, I'm actually heading to the Rock Hall website to check on the, the status of um, 
the possible nominees, the inductees in this year's uh, Hall of Fame. Um, because I forgot to do that. <laughs> but let's uh, take a quick peek to see uh, what we can see. You can log in rockhall.com. You have till June 30th, according to the site here. Just get them in. And let's see. Aha, by George. Still a landslide for George. George at 499,000. Just over 499,000. Miss Lauper still second, but threatening to take the lead. 472,000 and some change. Uh, Zivon, uh, distant third, 356,000. Then you got Maiden. Iron Maiden at 259,000. Uh, Soundgarden uh, just behind them with 252,000. And uh, some change. Um, neither one of them, like, yeah, I like, wouldn't go out and get all their records or CDs or anything. I had Soundgarden's work in the past, uh, and they definitely deserve to be in. And George. Definitely deserves to be in. Maybe Cindy. Well, well, no, not maybe. Cindy also. Just because they're not your personal tastes or whatever doesn't mean that they shouldn't uh, belong. They, that, that they shouldn't go in. Let's see. Tribe Call Quest is still dead last <laughs> on the list. Missy. Missy Misdemeanor just up above them. Next to last, the white stripes are just ahead of them, so third from last. The spinners, why can't we get the spinners in? I love them. That now that's a personal one for me. Um, knowing what a fan of the spinners, <coughs> excuse me, knowing what a big fan of the spinners my mother was. Uh, uh, and then I would inevitably, inevitably become too. Um, having to have to listen to all those records because my mom was playing them. Uh, so, um, yeah, that'd be kind of cool if they could get in. But, yeah, George is uh, still on top. It uh, looks like it's going to stay that way. You have till June 30th, uh, so April, May, June, just over three months to get your vote in. And, and who knows what could change between then and now, if it changes at all. So we'll have to see. All right, one goodbye and one happy birthday. Oh, I did say I was going to talk about uh, Clarence Fuzzy Haskins from Parliament Funkadelic, who had uh, passed away as I was going uh, to uh, tape yesterday, on yesterday's countdown. Uh, yeah, Clarence was um, a founding member of Parliament Funkadelic, along with uh, George Clinton, along with Bootsy. Both of whom, you know, got on uh, Twitter or whatever, or social media, let's say, to uh, offer condolences to Clarence's family. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys know, as far as Parliament Funkadelic goes, but they um, they go back even further than I even imagined. Uh, we mostly know them for like their mid-70s hits, late-70s hits, not just knee-deep and all those. But um, uh, but they go back to like the doo-wop era, mid-late 50s, early 60s. 
they go back that far, yeah. And Clarence was a part of that, along with George. I think Bootsy came later, if I remember right, uh, because Bootsy was part of James Brown's band for a little while. And you know, when you're playing with James, you got to be on top of your game. James didn't just throw anybody out there in his band. You had to be very special. And as a bass player myself, I know that Bootsy is. So, um, and so Bootsy, you know, I imagine came along later and rest is history there. So, um, uh, special condolences to Clarence's family. And as always, we like to flip it around. Happy style birthday. Ruth Pointer, the surviving Pointer sister uh, family member, celebrates a birthday today. Ruth does keep it going. Uh, I believe a, a daughter and or granddaughter joins Miss Ruth in the band. Now, maybe a niece or two or something like that. There's not many of them. I think there's only three. But um, Anita, who we lost just a few months ago, I believe, um, was like in and out of the group here in the last few years um, due to bad health, which obviously uh, had uh, taken her life. But Ruth uh, kept it going and still does. Uh, Bonnie, who hasn't been in the Pointer Sister group for like decades, died, I want to say a year or two maybe before Miss Anita. And June we lost, I remember that vividly. I want to say 06, uh, she had died. But um, yeah, Miss Ruth still keeps it going. Let's hope she keeps it going for quite a while. Um, no matter who's in the group. Uh, speaking of the pointers, um, <laughs> since that's the only one, uh, I guess from a technical standpoint, we could add Bruce Willis on here uh, since he has a top 10 hit. Remember in the 80s, uh, I want to say 85, 86, uh, when he was Bruno <laughs> and he covered Respect Yourself, the old Staples hit. And he did that, I believe, with the Pointer Sisters. Maybe Anita more than the others. But um, Bruce, and that wasn't a bad cover. We just know Bruce better from his acting, thank goodness. <laughs> um, so, theoretically, I guess he would belong on this list, you know, as far as musical people. Uh, and then, of course, um, above all of that, we know how he's been doing lately, and um, the reports haven't been great uh, with what, what he's going through. So um, you definitely have to feel for uh, the man's family and uh, just hope things get better there with him. Uh, Bruce, and I don't know how you stay so tight with your ex. Uh I do with a couple of mine, but one of them, you know, is, you know, my uh, quote unquote baby mama in a sense. So we have to uh, keep in touch. Well, we don't have to. We choose to uh, keep it together for the sake of uh, Candace, my little girl, my one and only little girl at that. 
Uh, so we stay friendly. And Bruce and Demi have what, three girls, in addition to the two or three that Bruce has with his, uh, well, not new wife anymore, but newer wife. Um, yeah, you see them in pictures together and <laughs> everything, and it's quite entertaining. Yeah, your ex and your current and you and most of the kids, if not all of the all the kids and. Everybody keeps it together that way. That's kind of cool. Um, not everybody can do that, famous or not famous. So, um, yeah, all the best to Bruce, definitely. Um, hoping things get better for him. <clears throat> all right. This week in 82, here's our uh, – we're doing uh, the top 11 again. Every now and then, as some of you know, I um, – throw number 11 on there uh in this case and it's usually for a specific reason but in this case this one is as high as it gets and it's sting and summers and copeland the police at its peak position here with spirits in the material world uh great ghost in the machine track um uh, again as far as bass players go sting another great one Another legendary one, and another reason why I became a bass player. Uh, I love that video of the song, even though it's just the three of them and they're rocking out. Uh, it's pretty cool. Sting, you know, Sting. He's uh, he just has to be Sting, <laughs> basically. And a um, uh, great video. Copeland's on the drums, just doing his thing as only he can do. And he's great at it, and he always has been, and still is. Um, and Summers, uh, not the most legendary. Well, no, no, no. He is a legendary guitarist. I've heard, I personally have heard better, and I've heard worse. So um, Summers definitely deserves some due. But Sting is the man for me. All right, number 11, musically, I should say. <laughs> let me let me straighten that up. And nothing wrong with otherwise, but that's how I feel. Uh, all right, so that's number 11, Spirits in the Material World. Let's get to the top 10. Hey, remember having Pac-Man Fever? I know I do. So great. It became a top 10 hit. Uh, Buckner and Garcia are the names of the guys. Uh, I don't know who they are. I couldn't tell you if they walked by me <laughs> but um i believe it's at its peak position at number 10 having pac-man fever <laughs> some of us you didn't even need a song about it you just went out and did it that's what we did these days you can get pac-man on your phone now i believe and have the fever all over again so that'd be kind of cool <clears throat> nine from boston it's the cars they peak at number four the week before which shake it up now down to number nine. I, I love that video, too. Uh, not the hugest Cars fan, but that's a great song and a great video. And I believe their first top ten. They don't have many. Maybe two or three. But um, Shake It Up is their first one. Uh, eight. No stranger to the top ten in her own right. Miss Diana and Mirror Mirror. Remember that one? I believe Mike wrote that for her. Michael Jackson wrote and produced that, if I'm not mistaken, for Miss Diana. Not a bad one. Of course, he's had better songs. 
and he's had worse ones, but uh, he wrote, wrote, wrote uh, well, actually, I don't know if he wrote that specifically for her, or if it's a case of, well, I don't like this, I'll give it to somebody else. Who knows? Uh, but Miss Diana, with a uh, good one there, of course, she's had bigger and better hits as well. Seven. We had Olivia in 75's Countdown yesterday, and she returns here with Make a Move on Me. I almost forgot about that one until uh, I saw it was on here. So that's pretty cool. Six is on their way to number two. Quite a few ladies here, I noticed, on the countdown. And from L.A., here's one of them, the Go-Go's. They're on their way to number two with We Got the Beat. And it's actually from the number one album this week, Beauty and the Beat. That's the Go-Go's. Five, probably my favorite song from Air Supply, Sweet Dreams, a great one. A great one. Uh, not the Eurythmics, Sweet Dreams. Uh, this one's actually much better. And the Eurythmics are great, too. Uh, Sweet Dreams. Four, <laughs> you can't go wrong with Stevie, as everybody that knows me can attest. And here's a great one from him. Um, number one soul song. It's called That Girl. And I believe that is in its peak position of number four. Should have been higher, but that's just me. Three is last week's number one, from also from Boston, just like the Cars, are the Jay Giles Band and Centerfold, uh, which I believe their first top ten, their only number one. Um, I believe the title track, <clears throat> uh, Freeze from Freeze Frame, the album that this is on, also hit the top ten, but not a lot of other top tens from them. If I uh, remember right. You know, we know Love Stinks and all that. The song, I mean. <laughs> um, which is a great one also. Which predates Centerfold. But this was their big one. Uh, well, not anymore. Because <laughs> it drops from the number one. Great video for that one as well. Oh, speaking of that. Um, there's a long-standing debate, and it's never been confirmed or denied if um, MTV VJ Martha Quinn is in that video. If that's not her, I swear to you, there's a lady that looks just like her in that video. I'm, you, I'm sure you know who I'm talking about. You'll know her when you see her. That woman is a dead ringer. Um, I follow Martha on Facebook, actually, because this was the heyday of MTV back when they played videos, as we all know. Uh, and uh, Martha, of course, talks about those days in her Facebook page. Mind you, this was way before Facebook. I don't think Zuckerberg was born when this was when this uh, happened. But, um, uh, yeah, I got a um, private message, Martha, if she even answers them, if she even reads them, let alone answers them. <laughs> and... Um, See if um, she'll let her public know if that's her or not in that video. Because I have been curious for years. Uh, yeah, you know, in the 60s, they had the whole Paul is dead thing. Well, for me in the 80s, this is just as uh, actually even more entertaining than that. Because we know that Paul was alive then and still is now. So thank goodness for that. But, um, yeah, Martha and uh, 
Well, if that's Martha in the video for Centerfold, last week's number one from Jay Giles. Two from San Fran. And I figured we'd get Journey in here at some point again. Um, they're always making headlines today. But back then, Journey was on the charts a lot. And here is their peak position for open arms. And it's still to this day the highest charting Journey song ever. Still a great one. Open arms. Um, crazy story behind this if you watch the the behind the music episodes like I did. Uh, Kane and Steve Perry wrote this one because uh, Sean would write or co-write the bulk of their material. But then when Kane came into the group and things like that, you know, he helped to bring ballads. Perry did too. Uh, bring ballads into the band, and then uh, Sean apparently um, wasn't overtly crazy about um, open arms. Uh, uh, I guess you say he didn't welcome it with open arms, <laughs> but inevitably he would acquiesce to it, and they would have a big hit as a result. The rest is history there. Um, and it must be, because, again, it's their highest charting song, even to this day. Uh, but those days are gone now for Journey, aren't they? <laughs> um, so, Open Arms, yeah, it's actually stopped at number two, as was We Got the Beat, stopped at number two, by Joan from Baltimore. Joan and her Black Hearts, Black Hearts rather, and I Love Rock and Roll. Speaking of insane videos... I have another one here. Um, Joan, uh, when it comes to the video, um, and this wasn't like a worldwide thing, but I always thought that when it comes to that video, because this was the first, the first time a lot of us had heard from anything about Joan. I didn't know about the Runaways and all that kind of thing until like later in life. <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, Joan, um, I, I when that video came out, I could have sworn. That, that was the, the Janet from Three's Company. <laughs> I don't think I've ever discussed that with like anybody. And there's a reason for it. It's really kind of stupid when you look back on it. But um, uh, yeah, I thought I always thought that was Janet. Uh, what's her name? Joyce DeWitt, uh, who played Janet on Three's Company. Because to me, the similarities there between the two were eerie to say the least <laughs> pardon me extremely eerie uh but um you know another great video nonetheless and joan and her black hearts there now many of us know that i love rock and roll is actually a cover song i think we discussed this uh last time around with this one because it, obviously six, seven weeks, I want to say it was number one. We are going to discuss the song at some point. It spent so much time at the top. It spent so much time getting played. What do I always say? It got played all the time. <laughs> and and uh, understandably so in this case, because it's a great song. But um, first done in 75 by a British band called The Arrows. Joan... Um. Uh, what was the story I got? Joan saw the arrows 
play this when she was a runaway back in the day. Some British TV show or something like that. Initially, she first did this song with a couple of other guys from the Sex Pistols at the time. Um, that didn't work out so well for whatever reason. <clears throat> and then, um, uh, and neither did the Runaways because they ended up busting up. Uh, Jones, soon after that, got the Blackhearts together. They did it, and bam, their biggest hit record, um, and they're only number one. They've had a few top tens uh, after that, but uh, this one, of course, is their biggie. Uh, Joan and the Blackhearts still keep rolling today. Not the same uh, Blackhearts as here. In fact, one of them, I believe, is no longer with us. I want to say the drummer from uh, the Black Hearts on this song uh, passed away a few years ago. Uh, but, um, yeah, we got a whole new set of Black Hearts. Well, I'm not sure if they're whole new. They could have been with Joan for like 15, 10, 15 years now, maybe. So, um, it's hard to speculate. But Joan is still out there, still rocking, still doing her thing. Um, is she, um, they, her, um, out with somebody. I want to say with Cheap Trick, maybe? Or was that like the last tour around? And Poison? Maybe that was a couple of tours ago. But Joan is out there. Her and the Blackhearts are out there with somebody. So go see them at a venue near you, I like to say. All right. That, I believe, is it for this week in 82. And inevitably, that is it for my trip here to Springfield. Had a great time. Um, we'll be back with you when we get back home next weekend. Uh, should be with you for both dates. I don't think I have anything going on. Uh, if there is, it escapes me right now. So that's okay. But, but anything does arise, we'll let you know. All right, guys. Thank you. So much for being a part of this. Uh, we still take requests, guys. You can get on Twitter with us at East Style Classic. You can find our Facebook page, East Style Classic. We're there too. If you have a request, we still we still honor requests. I have yet to refuse one to this day, ever. Uh, whatever you'd like to hear, whatever year, decade you'd like to discuss, it's done. We've covered. The 50s here, every now and then we uh, cover the 60s even more. But it's usually primarily 70s and 80s, unless you have something in mind. Just let us know about it. Um, donations are always accepted um, through our Cash App page. It's um, East Style Hinton, you know, the dollar sign, East Style Hinton, E-S-T-Y-L-E-H-I-N. T-O-N. Hinton is me, because I'm Eric Hinton. But it's, yeah, E-Style Hinton. Um, there's, again, no pressure. You don't have to, but if you'd like to, we love you for it. Well, we love you anyway, uh, just for listening. So we will see you again next weekend. Thank you, as always, for being a part of this. Uh, until next weekend, as always, of course, Notorious Biggie Style telling you to put your hair up and square up. Thanks for being a part of this, guys. We'll talk to you soon.